it, like age gap seems smaller on the internet than yeah in real life so yeah even if it was like oh i have this guard like yeah i'm a zax <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just so like i said so like if you were thinking hey i want to get close to my kid they have friends online i could just slip in there don't do it <laughs> just don't do it a bad move. Grab some popcorn and stick around. We've got some garbage to talk about. Hi, Rogue. Hey, Zax. Hi, Aaron. Hey, everyone. Today we're cashing in on our promise and we're going to compare the DCOM True Confessions to Sia's music. It's definitely a very interesting journey. I, I like okay. We I guess before we should talk some background info is that decoms used to be very different. They used to be like, real. Yeah, like there's also just like a very different feel. Like there was a difference between a decom original movie and a Disney Channel show. Yeah, like how to build a better boy and zapped all feel like pilots to. A Disney Channel show. But you had in the old, olden days, you had <laughs> things like True Confessions, you had the but color of friendship. Also, that being said, some of the mm-hmm. older Disney Channel shows like Boy Meets World and That's So Raven also did mm-hmm. incorporate these heavier themes into them. That's true. Yeah, they had like very special episodes quote unquote kind of things where like even you know and I watched Girl Meets World and they really didn't have they tried I saw a few and they tr- they like tackled cultural appropriation and stuff like that but it wasn't quite the same no and it was very I don't feel like it there was a very nuanced take no and I feel like with it's also unfortunate because I love Boy Meets World yeah so much but Girl Meets World, I was actually excited at first for Girl Meets World, but like, they just spoon fed the kids the answers a lot of the time. And like, I get that like now Corey's their Mr. Feeny, but like Mr. Feeny didn't spoon feed you the answers like this. Yeah. And like the cultural appropriation episode you're mentioning. Riley, it's such a weird journey, too. So she becomes queen of the nerds because she goes to this party where she happens to be the quote-unquote coolest person there because it's a, like, nerd party or whatever. So she becomes queen of the nerds and then starts dressing up like a Harajuku Harajuku, girl. And it's like, (laughs) why? (laughs) They don't dress like that. Yeah, it was really weird. And then he's like, these girls did this because... And he, like, explained the, like, background of that. And, like, she's just like, okay, I guess we won't do that anymore. Uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I could go... We Okay, maybe one day we'll do a whole thing. Because I have words for Girl Meets World. But back to true confession. <laughs> wow, that was fast. We got off the rails real fast. <laughs> and this yeah. is a movie we actually enjoyed. Yeah, uh, I guess I don't have that many critiques, so I had to get my anger out somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I guess let's just, 
what I'll just get this out of the way. We'll do a full, like, go through the story, but it immediately wins in, like, the first five minutes over music because uh, Eddie, played by Shia LaBeouf, is a character. <laughs> He's yeah, a person. I, I, <laughs> He's I not think what I said. I think what I said is that if you take Eddie and mm-hmm. you take away all of the lines he says, just the actions alone that he does and the expressions on his face, like the way he expresses himself, even if it's not verbally, are way more characterizing than the, like, than music's entire character through her whole movie. And... Yeah. Like, whenever he's in a scene, he has a purpose in the scene. He's not just in the background for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. So, True Confessions is a decom about six, 15, 16-year-old True. And she has a brother, Eddie, twin, uh, who's neurodivergent, and... The whole thing is just kind of a slice of life, just like a couple months just sort of following this family around. And there's a film contest that True enters, and she decides to make a film about her brother. Also, the other thing, it's, one thing I think is nice is that they don't make it like uh, inspiration porn. Yeah. It's not just like, so it shows it's not that like in music oh god let's ship him off to the people pound jokes all the time ever because that's horrifying Horrifying. (laughs) but they do show like they show the beautiful moments and the hardships so like when we first our first introduction is uh difficult moment for true because she's a dumb teenage girl who's really self-centered like most teenagers are and she's bringing her friends home from dinner and uh eddie comes out with a camera flashing the lights and he's saying paparazzi this is one thing that i didn't get and like Brooke, I don't know if you could correct me on this but when Aaron and i were just watching it the captions say paparazzi yeah, no, I say that. I pointed no, that uh, out. Later on. I pointed mm. that out when we were watching it. I was like, why did the caption spell it like that? And like I don't I know think if he was supposed to be mispronouncing it, yeah. but he wasn't. It was th- really weird. I think that's what no, it was I, supposed to be, but it didn't sound like it. No. Yeah, I didn't notice it at first, not until they got to the dinner table and he was saying it to the dad, who was like pop- paparazzi. And they were like, oh, he's trying to say paparazzi. And they were like, oh, you know, that makes that makes a lot more sense. You, you know. Um, but it's weird, though, because they're all saying, like, the same thing. It was like, very, I mean, it was a very subtle difference it, if there was a difference. Yeah, it's a very small difference. Yeah. It was a like, small I, difference. If we spoke Italian, I guess maybe we could hear it better. <laughs> maybe that was the issue. But no, I, okay. I noticed it, but it was slight. It was slight. Okay. Um, but then... Uh, so then True, like, is just really upset. She's like, you blinded me. And then her friends, oh, gosh. Can we just take a second? I love her friends. They are I so friends. done with her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
They have no patience for her shenanigans whatsoever. And the thing I like is that her friends actually include Eddie into stuff. Like, when they're watching yeah. movies and stuff, like, um, one of the friends is like, hey, come, you know, come sit in the seat next to me. Come sit in the VIP seat, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was really, I don't know, it was just good to see a good dynamic. Oh, like, just it doesn't seem like he's, like, they're just like, and if we hang out with her, we gotta bring him along. Like, they also just, like, are nice to Eddie. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that makes sense for the character. And, like, because, like, if you think about the situation in real life, hopefully you would be friends with people who were accepting of your family instead of, like... Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll see later on, like, in the movie, it fits with her character that if people don't... If people are mean to her brother, she's not about them. Yeah, because, like, that's one thing, too. Because, like, even though she, like, the first interaction they have is basically her having a tantrum and yelling at her brother for being embarrassing or whatever. But that's still, like, they're siblings. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's not okay for anyone else to do, obviously. But... Then we see this other dynamic. They also do a really good job of sort of building, like, everybody has a part to play. So, like, we see the mom, and she's like, true, like, come on, your brother, he didn't mean any harm. Like, he was just trying to be funny. And then she's like, you always take his side. She storms off. And they show this, like, weird animosity uh, between them that goes on. Not weird, because, like, I get, like... It's not unusual for mothers and daughters to, like, clash like this. But at the same time, and, like, watching this several times made me really think about, like, my relationship grow as a teenager with my own mom. And it also just made me feel like I don't think I want a teenage daughter. Or more <laughs> specifically, I don't want her to be, like, true because she scares me. <laughs> like, because it's the she, kind of character, and maybe this is is accurate to some people's experiences in real life, but yeah. it's the kind of character that no matter what the mom says, it's the wrong answer. Yeah, like, because the mom, like, was saying, like, you know, like, he didn't mean any harm, and she's like, oh, so I don't even matter. D- did I say that, dear? Like, I just meant, no! She storms off. Which, by the way, she has introspective, like, inner dialogue where she can reflect and be like it's hard because he gets all the attention or he gets a lot of the attention but like i understand too so she is understanding but then she still snaps at her mom all the time yeah that is something too like that she which i mean and that's normal too like in the heat of the moment but then she never apologizes no until the end because like that's the thing too yeah so then um so that's the relationship with the mom kind of thing. Like, True feels like mom is team, Ed- team Eddie all the time. But then their dad is a neurosurgeon, and he's away a lot of the time. And he's very stressed at work, so, like, we all have the first family dinner, and Eddie drops the bowl of broccoli, and it breaks. Um, and the dad, like, he raises his voice and he gets really mad. And he actually makes Eddie cry. But he does immediately hug him after. He's not, like, still enraged and, like, oh, now you're crying. He is, like, trying to 
calm himself down and he hugs Eddie and is like, we'll do it one yeah. day. <laughs> like, can I, uh, yeah. can I go back and touch on the dynamic between the character, like the family dynamic again? Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I spoke a little bit about how the friends interact with Eddie, but, mm-hmm. um, I think that Zach said this when we were watching together, but the interesting part about this is that uh, not only does this movie, towards the end I commented that I really liked this movie because it didn't make out having a developmental uh, disorder as some kind of like superpower, like something like mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory does, where it's just like all the downsides are quirky and everything else is just really, really powerful and strong. Like, and mm-hmm. it didn't do the thing that music did, where it's just all downhill all the time. Mm-hmm. Um he's an act like Eddie is an actual person with pros and cons his um his developmental disability makes him a different kind of person who can enjoy life in different ways to other people but isn't as capable as other people and that's you know he's a he's a rounded human being that has pros and cons to him Mm -hmm. and his condition isn't a horrific one nor is it a great one he's just different yeah. Um, and the family dynamic is like that too, where they're not showing you a, uh, like in music, Kazoo is just like a wreck the entire time. She <laughs> yeah. is a terrible and abusive caretaker, and um, it it didn't go the opposite route where it decided to be like, hey, actually everybody in the family is really good all the time. It was like everybody else also has pros and cons. The dad yeah. is always away and he has a stressful job, so he gets really aggravated really easily. Um, the mother is really caring, but she can't care for both of the kids. Um, mm. uh, what was the character's name again? Uh, True. True is a you know self-absorbed teenage girl who likes being with her brother and, and playing with him and everything, but she's she gets really embarrassed and stuff, like you said. It's an actual character dynamic that works really well. Right. It it shows you everybody conflicting with Eddie's condition and everybody trying to make room for Eddie's condition where they can. And it's yeah. it's a really it's really good because it actually has character development. Right. Yeah, I think that is like really important. And just like one quick uh dig it music true is also i feel more redeemable because again she is just starting high school and kazoo is a full-grown woman right exactly <laughs> like i don't feel nearly as bad for kazoo when mm. you're like your, your whole deal um yeah but then uh yeah so then like uh elaborating more on the dad going back to what rogue said i do think it is good that this movie was very like thoughtful and all their things because they feel like it would be really easy to just like vilify the dad like oh he just doesn't get his son and he doesn't love enough but it's like no he's just got a temp he's just not perfect right but he tries so they show that scene and then later on they show that like Eddie has a nightmare and he ha- fell out of bed so his dad like lovingly helps him back into bed and like strokes his hair so he can like calm down you know and like they have those moments too so it shows those both sides Mm. oh another thing about true that 
I don't didn't like I vaguely remembered, but I didn't realize how much this movie actually sort of parallels music in a way. <laughs> but True has her own fantasy moments where she envisions her life as a sitcom. But like um, like vintage sitcom. Yeah, so like after a fight with her mom, she envisions this perfect like leave it to beaver sort of deal where it's perfect and her mom's perfect and gives her a hundred dollar allowance and stuff and it's like okay we get it true you're you're not like other girls (laughs) (laughs) um she also films things all the time like constantly she's got like five tvs in her room and i guess that helps with editing maybe in the old days i don't know i'm very fascinated by the arts tech. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love the, I love the early two thousands tech in yeah. this movie. Yeah, and and all of these yeah. movies and all of the decoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say all of those TVs are like really big box TVs. Like, yeah. she's she's got like a whole like uh like a whole shelf dedicated to just holding the TV. TVs on their side, actually. So they're not yeah. even the right way up. So I think yeah, that they exactly. might have like, they might have gotten the the <laughs> um, they might have brought the uh, what do you call it? I just said the word shelves on oh, yeah. set, and they were like, okay, put the TVs in them, and they went to put the TVs in them, and they didn't <laughs> fit. So they were like, okay, we'll just rot- rotate them ninety degrees. <laughs> It'll be fine. Nobody yeah. will notice. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one thing, too, that it just made me think of, like, nobody's asking Dad to get a different job. Like, he's, we're accustomed to this lifestyle of his neurosurgery provides. <laughs> like, the the characters actually are really understanding that he can't be there all the time. But it does, it does bother him. Yeah. And, like, they talk more about that at the end. I think it is, this movie, I guess, like, writes a lot of wrongs. Like, because that's one thing that I've always been very confused about with, like, the workaholic dad trope. Like, I mean, granted, like, mom also works. And so, like, and it looks like she actually has, like, a pretty big job. She looked like a big corporate lady, too. But, like, in workaholic dad movies, it's like, you're not here, like your life is happening here and you're missing it and then he just sort of like quits his job yeah and and it's it's like like, oh (laughs) i guess we don't have money now yeah but it's always like a happy ending but like no hun like no the world needs neurosurgeons okay Um, (laughs) yeah I guess this would be I guess a lot of times too though maybe that's something maybe they're saying that this is a legit job because like in most workaholic dad movies it's like marketing (laughs) oh (laughs) like a lawyer that's another thing I really liked too is that Mm -hmm. uh, this movie actually brought up a couple of issues that are in the medical industry like the dad is really ableist like mm. for, through a part of the movie, like he's like, we can we can push him further, we can push him further, and the mother's like, no, we can't, no, we can't, we just like, I don't think we can push him any further, and he gets really angry, which is the scene that Rogue was talking about earlier, before mm. he gets tucked into bed and like cuddled and yeah. calmed down and stuff. Um, and I was saying that this is like a really really big issue in the medical community. Like, um, at the time of recording, we are still in the coronavirus pandemic and 
a big thing that was happening for a while, it probably still is happening, but I saw it on the news a while ago, is that a lot of hospitals were turning down treatment for, like, the mentally ill and disabled, and um, were getting them to sign, like, do not resuscitate, or, like, or orders to say that they don't need care, that they aren't obligated to be taken care of if they're hurt or going to die when they can't consent for themselves mm-hmm. or when they don't right. have their caretaker nearby to read it through for them. That's really scummy. Yeah, reaching out to care homes to get them to sign DNRs and stuff ahead of time so that if they came in, they could just leave them to die, which is a big issue. I, um, I'm i both autistic and trans, and being denied medical care is a big issue in both of those communities and when I saw like when I saw him being really ableist to his son it immediately made me think of those things it didn't it didn't touch on them per se but it definitely went there with the whole ableism in the medical community at least in the dad right um and then there's also the just he's never home so you know he's a he's a busy boy his family never gets to see him um yeah it was a really really I think it handled it really well, honestly. Yeah, I think yeah, I do think that they really just like. I feel like they. I mean, the movie's not like twenty years long, but I think with the time, they really explored everything mm. that they yeah, could have possibly a, explored. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So next, uh, chunk of the movie, I guess. Uh, there's this other element. Yeah, I guess we'll go with this one first. That the mom, she finds a post that True made. Because she went to, like, this medical site message board. And True just put out a message saying, I want to, like, now that we're starting high school, I want uh, to find a way to make my brother more accepted in the world. And she gets a few replies one of the i like it's very interesting the first reply that's just like there's no cure but you need to work on you and you need to have strong faith and i it's so interesting that she just rolled her eyes and i was like wow decoms are taking a strong stance right there i mean i think that's like a very real thing that happens even i mean this movie was made what 20 almost 20 years ago and yeah. it's a very real um obstacle i don't even know if that's the right word that um people in that community and the families of people in the community face of outsiders being like you just need to pray and everything will work out and it's like Okay. That's not helpful. Yeah. yeah like, especially because, like, this teen girl just put out, I guess, I don't know if anyone knows anyone's ages. Well, no, she said starting high school. Okay, so this teen girl puts out, like, her issues, and you're just like, actually, you're the problem. Yeah. Like, that was the first line. <laughs> Doesn't even matter what's said after that. You ruined the whole plot. Then the next one was just like, wasn't bad it was just unhelpful like yeah you know we talked to my school and they made some like arrangements for him and like it's pretty good maybe you could try that and it's like no (laughs) that's not (laughs) it 
Then third response is from a Dee and Dee says, like, you know, you, with a sister like you, I'm sure uh, your brother feels very loved, and, you know, if you ever need to talk, I'm here, and that was what, uh, I guess, yeah, that was basically what True was trying to hear, uh, just that someone was listening, and that she validated sort of in her like caring for her brother so they start talking it turns out that Dee Dee is actually mom and it's, this is <laughs> I was going to say it's really obvious that Dee Dee is the mom yeah yeah we and the only thing like this before we go into the whole thing because I have like Catfishing your kid is such a bad idea. Don't do but, that, please. <laughs> but the one thing when... So the mom finds the post that True made at work. <laughs> and uh, she's talking to like her friend, co-worker about it. And her friend is just like, well... She's not telling you everything, but you should just be glad she doesn't have her own apartment. And then leaves. Just walks away. Smile. And she's like, smiling she so big. She's like, okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> walks away. Yeah. Just comes like- up. She just comes up to her like, yeah, no, like, you should be glad she hasn't moved out already. She's 14. And then she just like, <laughs> is like so proud of herself. She feels like she's done a lot to Mom help. Mom is literally sitting in her chair looking down, like frowning, like about to cry. And then like, <laughs> this lady leaves like, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Like, we come back. This was the worst time to leave. You just started talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Then, uh, then True makes her first movie, and it's, like, really clinical and really boring, and it was really cute. They, one, I like that most of the time her friends are just done with her, but this time they, like, knew she worked really hard on it, so they're sitting there, and every time she turns around, they go from looking so bored to being like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, great, thumbs up, yeah, you're, you're killing it. And then they also show Eddie on the couch just sleeping. And so I did we say like, did we say what her movie was about? It's clinical. She decided to make it about Eddie, but she decided oh, yeah. to do the clinical side instead of like the everyday oh, yeah. she, she oh, experiences. Yeah, yeah. And it was she like got the... Say again. I guess she got inspiration because her dad's a neurosurgeon. So she's like talking about the brain and the different functions of the different parts of the brain and why it's different for him, but in a very clinical way that's extremely dry and boring. Yeah, it looked like... I mean, I think it would be good if it was, like, for a school, like, to show the students to take notes on the brain. Um, But, yeah, it just... It wasn't it. And then her mom tries to tell her, like, you know, actually, like, I think maybe if you show, like, your side in it, like, emotionally, and she, true being true, takes that so well, and storms off and screams, and then Dee Dee tells her the 
exact same exact thing. Same thing. <laughs> but she adds a like a little phrase that you could put on a pillow, and it says like, "If you show your true self, you'll be rewarded," and that really resonates with true. Which, um, um, to be fair, not always true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Accurate. But you just think of like influencers immediately. I know. Um, <laughs> Shane Dawson, then, I'm looking at you. Yeah, I was gonna be nice and keep <laughs> names out of it. That's not how you All right, get no, twerk for me. Twerk for oh me, baby. Oh gosh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Gosh. Oh, uh, we're a mess. <laughs> just like <laughs> decided to dunk on him. Uh, so then, let's see next. Oh, right. Didn't mention this nearly enough. True has a crush on an older boy, a junior, Billy Meyer, and he. One thing I don't think I really acknowledged the first couple times I watched, but I did notice that this time. Uh, Billy kind of sucks the whole time. Yeah, everybody repeatedly says that. I never really paid attention. I guess I was always just focused on like True likes Billy, and everyone's just like making fun of him because she likes him. Mm-hmm. But then, like this time around, I was really watching his behaviors. So like, oh, he's actually garbage because <laughs> he um at one point they have a cute a potentially cute meet cute where they bump into each other and all their books fly and she's like nervous and giggling and he just picks up his stuff and walks away he doesn't yeah, even hand her he, a book he kind of just like looks at her and scoffs and walks off and she's like oh i love you billy <laughs> That's like he looked at me <laughs> yeah and like because like earlier she had this moment with her friend she was like we totally connected it was beautiful and her friend's like oh dish and they show a flashback and he says hey kid is there an assembly today and she's just like yeah (laughs) her friend's face is everything she's like oh yeah you're like gonna get married (laughs) but at least in this movie like even true is like well no but at least he knows that i exist now so there's that at least going for them because yeah i think zach's mentioned it while we were watching the movie you were like in a decom now they'd be like yeah we're gonna get married and have three kids yeah they just full-on just ride this delusion train and everyone else is like jim halperting all over the place <laughs> <laughs> Mm. But then, um, yeah, so Billy's just kind of a meanie pants. Then True goes through a bit of a will-she-won't-she mail-in. Oh, wait, no, not yet. Okay, so so then True actually listens to Dee Dee, who said the same thing that her mom said, and she's going to make this movie... Uh, more real, more emotional. Um, And so she films, like, different moments with Eddie. And there are some actually, like, really intense things that we see, like, on camera. Uh, 
but before we get to the camera part, uh, this is like a really one of two really intense conversations that Eddie and True have. And this is when I really like this first one I feel got me really teary eyed and then the second one gets me even more teary eyed. <laughs> But this one, they're sitting and True was reading a story with Eddie and it's really cute. She like does voices for that he likes her to do and stuff. And then they're sitting there and he asks True, are you mad at me? And she says, no, why? And he says, you never play with me anymore. It makes me sad. She says, how come? And he says, you used to be my twin, but you're not anymore. And I thought that was the heaviest it's thing so I've ever sad. heard anyone say, ever. I'm actually getting teary. I just think that I picture his face saying it. We mentioned Eddie was played by Shia LaBeouf, right? We did yes, talk about that. we did. Because, like, Shia was, like, so talented and, like, a really good actor. I didn't really Even think about it. Even to the point it. of, so, Shia LaBeouf, how old did I say he was in this movie? Like, 16? 16, yeah. Was how old he was when he was playing this character who was supposed to be 14 so pretty close and yeah. the person playing true i can't remember her name she t- <laughs> she did this movie and then stopped acting and um clara bryant is her name she did this movie oh, yeah. and then stopped a- stopped acting and became a lawyer so she's a lawyer now but it's kind yeah. of she was a good actress too but you can definitely see in some of the scenes the difference in acting ability yeah it's like very noticeable just because Shia LaBeouf is like such a good actor yeah it really like really does show and like in this one it really I was like really in that and I was like oh my god like are you gonna read that book again true <laughs> like what are you what are you gonna do with that how are you gonna confirm that like no you guys are still twins because that's like I didn't like just like twins as a concept <laughs> what a great way to start that but like <laughs> really I think about it so much because I can't like in my uh like class when I have twins I just you have this person with you your whole entire life yep I just can't so like when he, I just think about that all the time I don't know what it is about that that's just so such a I guess because I don't have that bond and I never can so like it's very fascinating to be the people who do so when he says you're not my twin anymore I'm like oh my gosh this needs to be rectified right away what are you gonna do true well she just goes to true to Dee Dee and says oh my gosh everybody hates my boring movie what am I gonna do now true <laughs> bad <laughs> stop it <laughs> But anyway, she starts making it more emotional and stuff, and she catches these moments. And I was, I guess not, I don't know why I was surprised, but they actually used the R slur in the movie. Um, yeah. But I don't think it was necessarily a full slur yet at the time. It was, I mean, was the 2000s. Go ahead, Erin. Even even with the slur connotation that it has, I think that it was used well in the movie because it was used against... Uh, it was used against Eddie and then you see Eddie picking it up and starting to internalize that. Yeah, so it... Go ahead. 
Sorry. It makes True's character extremely depressed saying that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... So this movie came out in 2002, right? Yes. So 19 (laughs) years ago. Um, So I'm not entirely sure. I was 10, so (laughs) I'm pretty sure the the accepted term for neurodi- for a lot of neurodivergent people was, like, mentally retarded. Um, and it was, like, maybe beginning to become kind of a slur at that point. Definitely by the time I was in high school, it was, like, not... Starting to be not okay to say, which is yeah. wild. Because I definitely remember, like, you know, when I was in elementary school, people would just throw it around not to neurodivergent people but just like oh my gosh that's so our word yeah you know like all the time Mm. so like as a slang like we say stupid or whatever so yeah yeah so i think that in the movie like even if that were the term for neurodivergent people mentally retarded um they were definitely using it as an insult obviously it had the connotation it was the bullies saying it to um Eddie in a Eddie. negative way, in a very harsh, mean way. So yeah, yeah, it was very shocking to hear <laughs> in twenty twenty one, just it yeah. being flagrantly thrown around. And they didn't use it. I think it was said three or four times in the movie, maybe three, yeah. t- like three well, times from the bullies, and, I, and then Eddie. But yeah. Because, like, and they, I do think it's really, because, like, whenever they're referring to Eddie, they say handicap or developmentally challenged or disability, you know. So they make sure that they don't use the R word in relation to him. But also they really do a good job, I feel, of explaining just how harsh that word is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in a, like. So one, so first time we see it, the bullies throw a ball at his head and say, "Nice catch," R word, and you and you can see his face processing it. But not only that, we see how it goes on to affect Eddie in a future event when he goes to the beach and his kite won't fly. He says no it's stupid it must be our word and he's frustrated with the kite and himself and true is just was already sad the first time she heard that because she's been filming all this and she's filmed this too and this even makes her think she doesn't want to release the send in the tape because people won't understand eddie um and it's part of him. And I just think that I was really, like, that was really, like, I think that really shows just, I think pe- it shows how ableist people, like, people, when they do ableist things, don't get it. Like, those bullies, maybe that's being too kind, but I don't think they really, I think they thought it was ha ha we're we're being jerks but he doesn't even get it yeah you know yeah i think that's so like but i feel like the movie did a good job so people who have that mentality know like no he did and he took that with him and it stayed with him yeah yeah uh so then now i guess she does end up listening to... Her mom says that she should send it in, but that's not gonna 
do anything. <laughs> Dee Dee tells her she should turn it in, and uh, she does. And again, Dee Dee says, if you show your true self, you'll be rewarded. But, uh-oh, when she tells her mom that she turned it in, her mom says the same thing, that if you show your true self, you'll be rewarded. And I do not know how I would react if I found out my mom was catfishing me. Also, I don't know if my mom, or if my mind, would immediately go to, they use the same phrase, so they must be the same person. When that phrase is generic enough to be like, oh, this must just be an old person's phrase. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, even so, like, could have been like, oh, that Oprah says that all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she definitely could have played it off, but she kind of just, I like... Mean, I, well, she, she had yeah. wanted to tell... You're right. She had wanted to tell her early in the movie. Yeah, she yeah. had already wanted to tell her, so I think she was just like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's out now. This is a good Which time. Which I think that's, that's good, too, because if it's, like, out and you double down, like, that's, that's a bad look. Mm. Don't do that. Yeah. But... Yeah, so, again, I do not know, like, she also apologizes to her, and she says, like, look, like, I'm sorry, I saw your post, and I dove right in. I just wanted to reach you. And I'm like, I get why you did that. And I understand, because True is not easy to talk to. Like, (laughs) she genuinely, just not, if I was one of her friends, True's cool, and I would just be like, you're, I'd be over her just like her friends are. But as her mom, I was always, like, walking on eggshells with True. I could feel it. I was so scared of True (laughs) from the mom's perspective. So I get it. At the same time, though, like, I do not know what the proper reaction to your parent catfishing you (laughs) is. And, like, Aaron wasn't really, didn't really see it. Rogue, I don't remember if you saw it when we watched together. I just think that this is so risky because it's so easy for teens to get crushes over. Oh, yeah, no. No, we talked about that. We did talk about that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because, like, True at one point is talking with her friend and she's like, Dee Dee just really gets me. She's so supportive. It's like I have my own guardian angel. And I'm like, this is. I'm glad yeah. the cat was out of the bag when it did because you almost fell for your mom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but like, I don't know how else to put it. The, the reason I didn't see it is the way that they presented it is that she obviously clearly thought of her as an older woman, somebody like a mother figure. Okay, um, but we talked. I think we talked about that. Zach and I talked about that because I was like, "Well, she is old. Like she knows she's older." And Zach said so. <laughs> People like, get, like, yeah, celebrity like, crushes and stuff all the time. Like, you could get a crush like, on teacher. Look at all these influencers getting in trouble yeah. for, like, canoodling like, with underage people. Yeah, I mean, like, how many 16-year-olds are in love with Idris Elba? Right. Or Helen Mirren. Like, it's not, like, that's not an issue here. Yeah, but they're <laughs> also they're also really famous. Whereas this is just some random person from a medical, like image board. Yeah, well, but I, I, I get it's just like, but they're connecting. Like True feels like nobody but Dee Dee gets her. It's her and Dee Dee against the world. <laughs> and I could see. I I think especially with the um, and obviously they're not gonna. They probably weren't even thinking about this in 2002 (laughs) when, like, message boards were barely a thing. But, like, 
it's harder to it, like age gap seems smaller on the internet than yeah in real life so yeah even if it was like oh i have this guard like yeah i'm a zax <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just so like i said so like if you were thinking hey i want to get close to my kid they have friends online i could just slip in there don't do it <laughs> just don't do it it's a bad move that, that's yeah, the thing you bringing this up does you. you bringing this up does remind me of all of those people who like catfish their daughters and got their friends to, like kidnap that like hold a fake kidnapping and like shove guns in their face and oh wish to be like, yeah oh. yes yes yeah no i totally remember those like h3 get covered like all those and i used to watch those all the time and i was like why would you do these things this is such a weird well although the h3 covered a weirder element of it because it was parents and i'm assuming this is all fake hope this is all fake <laughs> but uh parents would contact this guy i think his name was like kobe pearson or whatever and they'd be like, here's my daughter's or son's social media, catfish them. And then they have like a three day conversation with this random guy. And they think it's a 14 year old girl. But they get, um, in one instance, that this is the one that I remember the most, where this girl met this, was going to meet a guy at the park, an open public place that if in the neighborhood. So that if you're going to, like, she didn't go to the park three towns over. She went to her park, probably on her way home from school. And there were, like, people in the park. And she's just, like, waiting on the playground for whoever to show up. And her dad shows up. And he's like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? And I was like, oh, my gosh. She's at a park. <laughs> and at the park. She was like, I didn't realize I raised you to be so stupid. And I was like, oh, my God. God, well, like, whoa, whoa, it's the park, she made a new friend, she thought it was, but it turned out it was her dad and some guy. <sighs> so yeah. I said, please do not catfish your children. <laughs> that's probably really traumatic, I think that's probably abusive. Yeah. Yeah. No, and like, yeah, I didn't even get into the ones where it was like, they literally like fake like kidnappings, like kids try when this girl like sort of like snuck out to get into like a van and it was like this whole thing Ugh, we don't need to revisit those videos they're pranks in the past they should stay there just like stop don't catfish your kids i didn't realize that was the moral of this video <laughs> <laughs> okay so that cat's out of the bag and true is not happy with her mom and they go to like this fair or carnival or thing i don't it looks it's like, like, a, like the... it's like a i can't think of the word oh my gosh it i'm blinking it looks it's like, like a, a street farmer's fair. market it's kind oh, of like a street fair street fair okay yeah because it looked like a farmer's market but eddie said he went on another ride and i was like yeah. i didn't see any rides but okay <laughs> you do Chalk you. that up to yeah anyway um so then the parents are kind of doing their own thing and the kids are doing their own thing but true loses track of eddie and she finds him and he's wearing a hat 
it turns out some kids gave it to him. And this was one thing too. I don't I don't think we really talked about this part. Uh why like I get why I wouldn't necessarily want him to just take stuff from people. Mm. But like I guess I don't really know why <laughs> actually. I think I just I get why I get like that you wouldn't want him to take stuff from people. Just like his handouts, I, I think, guess. I think she was trying to make sure that she didn't like that he didn't like grab it off of someone's table or like off of someone's stroller or something, maybe. Or like because Yeah, or like asked for it or something. Yeah. Because like, like, he's he's developmentally delayed. He acts way younger than he is, so he doesn't necessarily have those boundaries. Um, right. that, okay. that have to be taught, you know? So I think, yeah, okay. I think that's I what they were going for. Okay. Because it wasn't, like, a huge thing. I just was, now that we're talking about it, I realized, like, I don't really know why it was that big a deal. But, yeah, no, that makes sense. And so okay. that's, because that, he was like, no, they gave it to me. And she was like, Ugh. like, and then she was going to make sure that he actually did, like, it was given to him and he didn't just, like, take it. Yeah, and then I love, I got it, like I said, like, they were really cautious, like, they didn't vilify the dad, they showed, like, his loving and tenderness, but they vilified Billy Myers. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so, like, she goes up to this group of boys, and this is already, Eddie foreshadowed this a bit, because he's like, you like Billy Meyer, and then she's like, what are you talking about? But then, it's Billy Meyer right there and she offers him uh <laughs> the hat back it's like i think this belongs to you and he reaches to take it so that as soon as she lets go it falls to the floor and then he's like i wouldn't want i did give it to him isn't it be nice to our word week and then her face immediately changes because she's like, what's... Because she was all... When it fell to the floor, she was already kind of confused about what, like, what like that why was, he was about. Like, why he was acting like that. And then he says that, and then her face changes. And he also makes sure that we can see Eddie, not pulling a music here. We see Eddie. He also heard it, what was said. And he's starting to, like, process as well. But that's not even the worst of it. This genuinely, like, I, every single time I've watched this movie in, like, the last week, my mouth drops every single time. It wasn't enough to just say that line. They all, him and his, it was, like, two or three friends. Yeah. Took turns spitting in the hat before they gave it to him. Which is, like. Rude. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't <laughs> You're going to say rude? I, That's, like, beyond rude. Yeah, I don't even know what to call it. That's just, like, monstrous. I monstrous. Can't, like, yeah, I don't even know, like, why you would do that to somebody. I don't know, like, why they thought it was a... I don't... I never understand stuff like that. Because, like, he was probably just, like, walking from the ride or whatever. They saw, like, oh, hey, look at that kid. And then they spit in a hat and said, hey, here, kid, wear it. But they know that their spit's there, so it's mm -hmm. funny. It's just, ugh, I was so livid. And she was livid. And true, like, just 
lets out a little battle cry and pushes him off the bridge into the lake. And I was like, yes, honestly, yes. Thank you. I stand. That was the only correct answer to this. Like, there was no other way <laughs> this could have ended, honestly. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was so... I've been very upset. There were two different issues the last couple minutes. But <laughs> she ends up sending in her thing, and she calls. Now it's sort of... The intensity sort of dials down a bit after that whole Billy thing. She cathartically erases him from a picture. <laughs> uh, she Magically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magically dissolves and, him. Yeah. And the, that was cathartic. He's She no longer has a crush on him. And with good reason, because he's garbage. Then she gets... She calls a lot to get the results back. Like, did I win the contest? <laughs> we don't hear. I I almost wish they did hire someone or have someone do a voiceover of, like, what was said on the <laughs> other end because I'm very curious. But we get the point that she's been calling a lot and they're basically saying, please leave us alone. Stop. <laughs> Stop this. We have other things to do. <laughs> and... um. But then, you know, some more time passes. Oh, wait. Actually, there's one more. I forgot. This, before the reveal of if she won or not deal, there's another big, big emotional scene. I was trying to remember when that was. I couldn't remember if it was before or after. I think it might have been, well, I feel like she sent it in already, but then after this event, she talks to her dad because she feels bad that she didn't have her camera. Hmm. So maybe she hadn't yet. Uh, either way, before the results of the contest come in, <laughs> she is at the library, and it's Eddie and one of her friends. Finishes his book, and he's like, oh, can I go get another book? And then she's like, yeah, you know where to go. So he goes, he grabs a couple books, but then one falls into the elevator. He, like, kicks, he kicks it and into the yeah, slides yeah. into the elevator. And he goes on, and at first, I was already like, oh, no, this is not going to go well. But then mm. I was like, it kind of, like, not in a bad way, but it kind of jerked me around a little bit because then he liked the elevator ride. I thought when people were coming in, he was going to get overwhelmed, but he wasn't. He was just, like, looking at, like, outside the elevator because it was one of those glass where you can see the rest of the the library. And I was like, okay. But then he doesn't know which floor he's on and he gets lost. And I think me and Ro were talking about what a good job they did of really just making it clear how, like, how big the world feels when you're lost, you know? Yeah. It was, like, big, but also... Because it was a library with mostly floors. So it felt big but also felt really claustrophobic because they did these really good um like shots down the aisle of books but the yeah. camera was like in the middle of the aisle so it was like towering above and down this like claustrophobic aisle and everywhere you turn it's just more books and it, it felt very labyrinthian exactly yeah and then yeah it was just ugh, i really like i felt it <laughs> reminded me of any time I've ever been lost but oh which is um yeah so uh he's wandering around the aisles and he's starting to panic and he starts 
yelling out really loudly for uh, True. And everybody, like, everybody in the library hears it and looks around and is like, what is going on? And so True and her friend get up and they start running down to try and find him. And the librarian... Sorry, go on. Oh, just before that, just one thing I want to say is, like, I know we've been talking about their relationship and everything, but, like, as soon as she hears him call her name, the way she just, like, springs into action makes me, like, teary-eyed as well because she was, like, I need to save him right now, you know? Mm. Yeah. We can't take him. Just it was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, the librarian approaches him, and it's just, like, like... This is a library. Be quiet. And he's like, he's very obviously really, really scared. He's like having and a panic backing, attack. Yeah, he's yeah. having a panic attack. He's backing away. And the librarian just like walks closer to him like, this is a library. Be quiet. And he he, <laughs> he knocks into the books and then they come running over and they're trying to comfort him. And he just stands there towering over them all being like, this is a library. Be quiet. And they're like, chill out for a second, okay? We got this. He's just panicking, okay? It will be quiet. And he's just like, he just like awkwardly walks off. Yeah, I do uh, appreciate, I-, I do really appreciate they had like, because I feel like Disney movies sometimes are like, oh, you can't talk to parents like that. Or you can't talk to adults like that if you're a kid. Um, but I do appreciate that they showed the friend was like, he yeah. just needs a second chill. And the guy was yeah. like, okay. Because I was, yeah, it was also, like, so, I didn't understand. Because, like, clearly he looked like something was wrong. Mm. So, like, because also, like, the librarian's biggest problem was that books fell. But, like, maybe if you stopped walking for half a second and just said, like, because he keeps backing up because you keep walking forward. So just stop moving. Yeah, that was I'm like that was such a really <laughs> read the signals. It was an unnatural that, reaction. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, and like so, but yeah, no, like, and I agree with you, Rogue. I think it's really good that the friend stood up too because I feel like until that moment, like even though we did see them interacting, I was kind of because like I mentioned to Aaron this time, like. At first, when they were going over to the house and, like, Eddie has this thing and True yells at him about the whole paparazzi thing, they just, like, actually will stay another time. Bye. And they leave. And I was like, I don't really know their deal in regards to Eddie, you know? Mm -hmm. But I feel, and, like, even though we saw them hanging out, when the friend said, hey, they just need a minute, that was the first time I was like, okay, yeah, like, no, they really do care about Eddie, too, in a way. Mm, yeah for me um but then (sighs) this hit hard so now uh the librarian has stormed off and he's gonna library it somewhere (laughs) but anyway (laughs) um eddie sits there and he's just like looking down yeah she's trying to make sure that he's okay and uh this this really hit me really hard really uh, this really hit me hard too Eddie looks up to her and says, I'm done with being different. I just want to be, like, I just want to be normal like everybody else. And she tries to comfort him and say, like, oh, you're, if you were the same as everybody else, you wouldn't be the brother that I love. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get all this help in school. 
you wouldn't um you wouldn't be allowed to roller skate in the house <laughs> yeah um and i guess that cheers him up a little bit which um yeah that was a really really good moment i definitely yeah, I... Mm, go on no yeah like i totally agree with you i just think it's really nice like just to really assert how much of his own person that he is they talk about how he also feels about you know his condition as well yeah Not just like like he i just and it's also like i think in rogue brought up this is when like they really their acting really shows because he's teary-eyed like and crying just, real like, tears and and clara bryant um true is sound like sounds like she's crying but there are no tears there's no at mm. one point he reaches up to like wipe her tears and i'm like there's put your sleeve back down (laughs) and i think this uh, i think it goes back to what aaron mentioned at the beginning about how they're they didn't portray the um developmental the neurodivergency as like a superpower and like it goes it gives insight into how the character feels about it and that it's it is tough for him too like it's tough for his family and it's tough for him too yeah yeah i i haven't ever felt this much due to my autism my autism is very minimally affect like affecting to me most of the time but in regards to and sorry for the background noise um (laughs) in like in regards to being trans so i've definitely felt this way a lot it's taken a lot of effort to try and not see it as something that's just 100% 100% a bad thing and um what was I going to say like um we were talking about Eddie yeah the way Eddie feels is a very very valid thing that a lot of people who are different because of what, like one thing or another genuinely feel yeah. and there's a there's a big issue right now with the internet where a lot of the time it's kind of like a flip-flop from traditional media where f- traditional media was always like, oh, everybody who's different is a serial killer and a predator mm-hmm. and you have to watch out for yeah. them. Instead, the the internet has taken the approach of actually mental health issues are beautiful, which is not true. Like, they can absolutely have pro... Like, they, there can be upsides to being autistic or trans or... Um, or having some kind of physical disability or any other kind of mental disability, ADHD, so on and so forth. There are, there are pros to some of these conditions. There are also a lot of cons. And yeah. no, like everybody kind of just abandons people when you realize that actually there's a lot of ugliness to this. Right. And I think that's something that was really good about this movie is... I think I've already said this in the video before, but... You know, showing the showing the bad sides as just part of it, and not as like something to demonize everybody over. It was it was yeah. really really good how they handled it. It was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was, and I think yeah, it. You know, Bob actually said he doesn't think, and I I kind of disagree just because of how all these movies went. But he said he didn't even think this is like meant to be a decom. Like this was just like gonna be just a movie, and does decom like Disney Channel just happened to like get it and like i don't know because his thing is just because of how much time they spent like developing the parents too you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, I still, I feel like it was just a decom, especially because, like, if you have Disney Plus and you watch it, like, the soundtrack, I feel, exposes that it's a decom a little bit. There were some moments where I was just listening yeah. to it, and, like, any t- anytime True, like, lashes out her mouth, there's literally, like, wah, wah, <laughs> that place. And I was like, that, that betrays the, the decom nature of this film a little bit. But, yeah, I... <sighs> this scene just really I just am still like playing it in my head when he just says I'm tired of being different now and I was like that's such a like cause like you said like it doesn't just have to do with his neurodivergence that's just like everybody in one way or another has felt that way I feel mm. um, maybe not as hard but like just like knowing what sets you apart from people and wishing you could just get rid of it like but you can't is a very like intense feeling that I just it's really like hit hard mm. but so okay now uh on the plus side well I guess that sort of spoiled it but anyway we get the results <laughs> of the t- the contest and she won so that's good I guess that'd be a bummer if she lost <laughs> um what I think this is something too there's actually like quite a bit of falling action after she yeah wins the contest like we watched the whole movie um okay so the movie that she does is like it starts out with this like comp- compilation of fun clips of them playing together, uh, her and her brother, and you know her brother is like going down a slide and she goes down after him or some or like he's uh, you know pointing at the ducks or something like that, and she starts talking about how special she thinks she uh, he is and how much she loves him. And, sorry, my memory is a little bit fuzzy, but <laughs> it's just a really beautiful, positive, wholesome time, and everyone's looking around at each other, smiling. And then she gets into the fact that sometimes he has episodes, you know? Yeah. He'll he'll scream at a, in a store, and everyone will be like, hey, you know, like, I don't want to deal with this. Do you want it or not? You know, get out. Um... And she'll say that she feels re- she said that she feels really embarrassed that he's her brother sometimes and that she hates the way that he gets treated and uh, shows the clip of him playing with the kite and the kite like it's not windy enough for the kite and he gets angry and calls it the R the R word and um, after that she what was it I think she said that she wants I don't remember the last part. Um, that he sees how beautiful life is and, like, don't feel sorry for me because I have oh, an yeah. amazing yeah. brother who shows me how beautiful life is. Yeah. Oh, that was one of the things that I thought was, like, really cute in, like, when they show how he sees the world, which is also something interesting that they could have, I feel, made more clearly defined in music. Uh, with the whole, like, if we're gonna make music videos about how you see the world, I should know how you see the world. But I don't know, because everybody has a music Exactly. Yeah. And it's... Okay. It's not only that, but 
it doesn't really even show the world at all. It just has them down. Da- like, it doesn't show the world that they're in and how they interact with it at all. It's just... Right. Da- like, it's just a music video. Yeah. But then in this, though, like... And I... It's still different because I get, like, you know, music was nonverbal, whatever. But, like... In this, it shows this scene where True, like, sees a spider web and she's like, Ew a spider web what are you doing and eddie says no it's beautiful and strong and perfect and i was like oh uh, yeah i wish i cared that much about a spider web yeah because like he just like it just shows like how he looks on the like how he looks at things like that and he sees those things mm. um and and actually and that's also really because cons- there's like that is something that we only saw in the movie and they also we the only episode we really see Eddie have like that is the one that they show in the movie, in the end product, where he's like, you know, angry. Like, we've seen him like cry and stuff, but that was more like because his dad yelled at him kind of a thing, which was different. Um, so I think that was good that they didn't make it like this whole like. Just show epi- him having episodes all the time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they should. Like I feel like it was good that they showed the different pros and cons, which we've been saying. Yeah. But <laughs> um, so then there's another thing we you know, we mentioned the dad a couple times, but he missed the premiere because he had to work, and but he's. <laughs> so he calls and says oh i'm so sorry true i can't come to the premiere i have a patient who's in recovery and i need to talk to their family (laughs) so i'm not gonna be able to make it but then as he's like flipping through his clipboard getting documents ready there's a tv on like the um I don't know, nurse's station or whatever, some desk that he's at. Yeah. And it starts playing. I guess it's on prime time on whatever channel. And so he stops what he's doing and watches the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we can only assume that the this patient's family is nervously awaiting the answers <laughs> to how their surgery yeah. went. Yeah. Another doctor walks up, and and Zach's and I thought, oh, he's going to be like, we need you to go talk to the family. He just stood there next to him. He just enjoyed, he was like, man, this is what she into. I could get and behind then, this. I and could then watch at, this as well. At the end, he was like, there wasn't much of you in it. And I was like, don't you guys have patience you're supposed to be talking to? <laughs> Why are you here in your doctor garb? Go home. <laughs> or help people one or the other. Um, but yeah, so he, and then, like, he's like, yeah, that's the problem, the friend, not the dad, but he says, yeah, that's the problem, we become invisible fathers, and so that really makes him think, and... The problem with working in the medical industry, to clarify. Yeah, um, and, yeah, then later on, the next thing we see... Oh, wait, no. There's a lot of falling action. Okay, so that was the night of the premiere. (laughs) And next thing is... uh, She returns to school, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, so, like, first She's, the friends and True were like, what's it going to be like at school tomorrow? Because True is concerned. She was concerned about sending in the tape because not only did she think that people weren't going to understand Eddie, she also thought that they would laugh at him and, and she didn't want to have to deal with that whole situation when she got back to school. So she was like, I just hope that people don't laugh at him. And I want to mm-hmm. point out that she's saying... She doesn't want them to laugh at him. She doesn't care how they react to her. Yeah, I mean, I though I think she does go through like a smile like daydream deal when she walks like through the halls of people like having critiques. Yeah. Of it, like uh one girl's like, yeah, her wardrobe was awful. And then her like one there was other stuff that happened, but then one thing I remember was her one her Spanish teacher said. I was like, oh gosh, she said it would have been better. She should have done the whole thing in Spanish, but she sleeps through my class too much to ever do that. <laughs> I love that. That's her like daydream or whatever nightmare of what her Spanish yeah. teacher's critique would be. Yeah. All right. Which yeah, which like. That is one thing, like, it wasn't, like, a big deal. I guess I guess it was a bigger deal to True than I thought. But at one point, because she's been working on the film so much, she falls asleep in class. And yeah. it's, I guess, the Spanish class. So like, that's nice. There's a lot of attention to detail. Um, then, but she goes in, and that's actually not the case at all. Everyone's really accepting. Everyone was, like, really proud of her. And they were like, I mean, because, like, at bottom she did a cool thing she did her she won a contest and she got to be on tv so that's like a cool thing and final dig at billy meyer my new nemesis <laughs> i think he you know he might top alex pettifer <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> he's he's way worse but then yeah he everyone's like like Eddie hugs True, and everybody's, like, happy, and Billy, like, raises his finger like he's got something to say, uh, but True just ignores him, and she focuses on her hug, and he just, like, grumbles away, and that's the end of Billy Meyer, and I was like, what were you gonna say? Like, clearly, everybody was already pro-her, so what were you gonna say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were, they were in the middle of applause. What were you going to say that we, like, no one was going to laugh with you if you threw out an R slur? Like, what was the plan there, Billy? I He didn't even just, know. That's why he stopped. Yeah. Just, ugh. Billy, Billy, Billy. But anyway, um, so then next thing to be, uh, discussed is... The dad reaches out to True and he's like, hey, watched your film again, loved the stuff, noticed something missing, me. (laughs) (laughs) He he didn't say it like that, but he did want to know, like, why there wasn't, like, that much of him in it. And he feels bad that he, he thinks it's just because he works too much, basically. But then he, she really does not want to show him the footage that he's in. But he he keeps insisting. 
And then he, she plays a few clips, a lot. They show a montage that it seems like there was actually like a lot of footage that she left out of the final product. But he, it's all the times that we've seen him like raise his voice at Eddie. Um, like that's pretty much it. Like that's all the clips are of just different times that he's raised his voice and gotten mad, or that he's been like on the phone with work and wanted Eddie to go away kind of thing that we show. And he, and it shows his fate. Cause at first he takes, cause at the first clip he's like, okay, like, you know, I lost my temper once. Like I'm not perfect. It's okay. Like sh keep it coming. But by the end, he's like really, really gutted by this whole thing. And he like, just, which, like, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to see, like, sides of yourself that you're not aware of, you mm. know? Yeah. Uh, so he's just really, like, and I think it's good, though, that they show that he wants to change. He doesn't really even know how. Uh, but she's just like, you know, he loves us even when we make mistakes, so we just need to love him back. And then, like, they show later that the dad is working on, like, spending more time away from work and making more time for Eddie and he's working on his patience. They show that he still does lose his temper sometimes but you know he's trying. But after she shows her dad about himself she looks at this other clip and this is something that happened. Like I said I couldn't have True as a teenage daughter. She scares me. There's this one <laughs> clip where she turns the camera on abruptly and says, when I make a sitcom of my own life, remind me to cast someone else as my mom. And then in the background, you see the mom look absolutely heartbroken by that. And, like, in the real clip of it, they actually, like, pan over to her face and we see it more but this is the footage True was taking which is also something I compliment the movie for they actually let her hold the camera you know <laughs> yeah like <laughs> a lot of, like a lot of movies they rig it so that you can't I, I don't know I don't get it like if it's supposed to be filmed by this person why can't they just hold the camera just because I can't help but notice like okay but that thing shouldn't be in frame for this <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's good that they let her hold the camera and they actually like considered that in the footage that they show that's supposed to be her footage yeah it was another just really thoughtful detail yeah so then um she realizes that like oh I've also been kind of a jerk to my mom so she goes and has a talk with her and I gotta, I, I love the mom, because, like, at first, True's like, you didn't have to catfish me. You could have just talked to me. And then the mom's like, you make that sound so easy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> but anyway, they talk more, and they open up, and then the conversation shifts, and they have another deep conversation that I was I really thought we were, like, winding down, but we weren't. Because then she, like, just talks about how she's been thinking about, like, you know, now I'm going to go to college, maybe get married and have kids, and Eddie will still be Eddie. 
and she just cries with her mom about that and like there's no real like answer it's just something that's been on her mind a lot and I guess and they make like as she gets older this is something that's more on her mind than it was before and it's just I think it's just a really interesting like they didn't have to include that at all and I think it's really good that they did put that in there that this is just something that she thinks about you know yeah mm. and then that's yeah then it's just like a closing speech from her like okay maybe my life isn't a sitcom but I think that'd be boring now anyway and I'm gonna just live in the now with my brother and yeah that's true confessions I'm glad it was still as good as I remembered it being <laughs> because yeah. I honestly hadn't watched it in like 10 uh probably more more than 10 years goodness like probably like 16 years mm. yeah and I you know I will say I did not I didn't remember the movie nearly that well at all but I do remember, I don't know why I have this vague memory of, like, the ad for it at the time on Disney Channel, which just, like, really did not give a gig away at all. I remember, it, like, a clip of her saying, like, I could be on TV, and then also showing, like, the clips from her, like, TV daydreams. Yeah. And, like, uh... I what? actually, <laughs> I remember they used to show promos a lot of, like, the scene in the library... And the mm. paparazzi thing. Those are the two that I remember the most. Yeah. Mm. I suppose they're probably the most attention-grabbing parts because it's when he's the loudest. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, okay, wow. That was... It was nice to talk about something we actually enjoyed. Yeah, know, it's been good. a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my GoFundMe will be down in the description. I'm really close to reaching the deposit goal, which is short of the full goal by a couple thousand dollars, but nothing to worry about. Thank you for all yeah. of the support and consideration. Yeah, links below. Please donate to that. And you... Huh? And I? Oh! <laughs> And if you like talking with us, you can comment down below, or you can join our Discord. We do lots of fun stuff there. Commenting and... now. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. And remember to comment, like, and subscribe, because we all need friends. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.